listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. And we all have pie in front of us right now, which might make for one of the best Saturdays ever. (laughs) (laughs) It is always fun when we talk about food and recipes on the podcast, uh, which also means that we've all made something in our kitchens. And I don't know about you guys, but my house smells amazing right now from all of the cooking and baking that happened this morning. Mm -hmm. So today is an Aaron's recipe card, also called Pie Fest. Pie Fest! It's going to be amazing, and we're going to make you all so hungry that you're going to have to all go make your own pies. (laughs) Sorry in in advance! (laughs) Maybe. It's sorry, not sorry, maybe. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry in advance. All right. I know Rachel's already digging in because she's got a really special one. So Aaron, uh, take it away. Tell us what we need to know about pie today. (laughs) Well, today we are covering the topic of pie. And one of my goals for our our episode was to, to discuss how there's actually a broad range of pie accessibility. So if you are someone who wants to be able to just go for the gold and fling yourself in and make everything all from scratch, you know, you can do that. But if you are a novice pie maker, there are pies you can make as well that are incredibly delicious and will make everyone super impressed with your skills. So don't, I think sometimes pie has this reputation of being somehow like a more advanced dessert Mm -hmm. category. It doesn't have to be. And so I enjoyed some of the stories that we had while we were discussing pie in advance of the, of the episode in the lounge Deaconess Pam Nielsen shared about how when she was a brand new, I don't remember now if she was a field worker, but she was brand new at this church and she decided to ask some of the some of the experienced ladies in the kitchen what their secret was for pie. She thought, you know, oh, clearly these are the ones who are going to have all of the secret tips and tricks. And they said, Nobody has time for that. We buy the pie crust and then fill it up with our own fillings. Store-bought pie crust, there's nothing to be ashamed of. So that's a, like People like apologize for it when they're presenting this beautiful pie. They're like, oh, sorry, yeah, it's, the crust is store-bought. You don't need to make apologies for that. That is fine. There are delicious store-bought crusts out there, and the pie filling, you made that you don't need to make apologies for a dessert that you have made. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I were, maybe that's a, I don't know if that's a Midwest thing or <laughs> what, but I often find that it's like we apologize as we're presenting this thing that we put effort into. Well, many people do. I, I personally don't usually do that, but <laughs> I wonder if it's like a sign of resignation because I I am not I am not a pie maker as we will find uh-huh. out later. Um and all that I know as sort of this novice baker is the crust is like this like ambiguous life ambition to perfect the pie crust. Yeah. So I think some people, I know I I feel this way, when they go out and they get store bought, it's like this feeling of resignation because I can't, I can't reach the pinnacle of crust making. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I think there's a, I mean, there's a, it goes back a long way in American culture where being able to bake a good pie was a sign of virtuous, accomplished womanhood. Yep. And, oh. you know, I'm, I'm reminded of the, the old folk song, Billy boy, Billy boy, where the, one of the verses goes, can she bake a cherry pie? Billy boy, Billy boy. Can she bake a cherry pie? Charming Billy. Um, Yes, she can bake a cherry pie quick as a bat can wink his eye, but she's a young thing and cannot leave her mother. So it's a sign of being a mature and accomplished, marriageable, you know, virtuous woman. But you're right. It doesn't need to. I, Pie Chris and I go a long way back. It was, I tried... (laughs) 
<laughs> Soon after I was married, I invited a bunch of family over to our apartment. First ever dinner party, and I was going to bake an apple pie. And I can say that pie crust is, to this day, the only food I've ever wept over. Because it was <laughs> such a failure. Oh, and no! <laughs> and I bought pie crust for uh, ooh, 10 years at least after that. You know, just get the so good um even when i was like growing the fruit that would go into the you know like (laughs) such a purist about Uh went into it i was buying my crest store-bought but just last year i finally said you know what i'm a grown-up I don't need to let the pie crust win. I'm going to try and figure out if I can conquer this beast. And I've been working on it. It's not perfect yet. There are some days when I look back to the Pillsbury days with longing at how easy it was. I mean, you take a can of pumpkin. Talk about accessibility. Can Mm -hmm. of pumpkin, can of evaporated milk, couple of eggs, store-bought pie crust. You can have a pumpkin pie in the oven in three and a half minutes flat. You know, it's like (laughs) so easy. And But Mm -hmm. I don't think it tastes any worse than... The one that it's you good. spend three hours, you know, laboring right. over. Yeah, right. that, so, that's yeah, the pie, pie making of everyone. That's the yeah. pie making of my childhood. Get all the cans, get all the store-bought <laughs> stuff, throw it together and in the oven. That That is the pie, legacy. <laughs> if you put a pie in front of me, just a slice of pie, I don't know that I would be able to tell the difference between something that was like super homemade or like a five-minute pumpkin pie that Rachel mm-hmm. just described. It would be delicious and I would eat it and be like, Thank exactly. you, God, for the person that made exactly. this pie. Mm-hmm. I love pie. So, Maybe I mean, we're just self-sabotaging. I don't know. I, I think a lot of times we are. And so maybe make it make it less of this Everest for yourself. And if you are just interested and want to try your hand at making pie crust, well, then, you, you know, you can get some entertainment for, you know, an hour on a day off and make your pie crust and it'll cost you, I don't know, probably less than a buck all told. And so why not? If you want to, if you want to do that, it's a, it's a fun, fun little experiment and there's no great harm. Now, you know, maybe, maybe like Rachel, you don't want to try making a pie crust the first time you're having a dinner party over there. Maybe you do though. Maybe you like the, you know, the taste of adventure, and that's okay. Uh, <laughs> so, or the taste of bitter, salty tears exactly, when it just won't work. The, the risk of of you know either great return or or deep regret is something you enjoy. That sort of tension in your life, go go for it. But. Yeah, indeed. If you are if you are not interested in in that sort of thing, then there are there are definitely there are great pie crusts that are out there. So for this round, I did decide that I was gonna I was gonna go ahead and and make some pie crust just because I thought for me that would be a fun, entertaining way to come at this episode. I wondered though, I have always read about lard being used in (laughs) pie crust and it's supposed to be amazing in pie crust and so I I decided to do some research into that and I I after after looking into it I decided the thing to do would be a half butter half lard crust because everything said that the buttery taste of real butter in a crust is fantastic and the lard brings an extra great texture. So I thought, well, clearly it's half and half. That's what that's what I need to do. So then I needed to source the lard because lard is not as available as it used to be in the days of Little House on the Prairie when everyone was butchering <laughs> their own hogs. And they just stored that up in the little red pails. Do you guys remember that that little yeah. episode? And and she was like, "Oh, Pa, I want one of those beautiful red pails to carry my lunch in." And it turns out that was a lard bucket, but she, I guess, could not read lard, and she must have been very young still. So anyway, they sold it by the red pail back in the back in the olden days. I I wanted to find some lard, and as I was looking around, it looks like 
some supermarkets you probably can get lard just off the shelf. However, as I delved into the research, it appears that maybe supermarket lard, there's probably some that are better than others. Hmm. And so I decided the thing for me to do was to go to the butcher. Um, and so I went to, I went to my local butcher and I called him up first and I was like, do you guys carry lard for pies? And they said, oh, well, yes, but they, they usually keep it for themselves because they also make biscuits and they use their lard to make the biscuits. And Mm -hmm. I said, any chance that you could set some aside? So they, they said, yes, it was good. I called it, called it in advance. So they set aside a pound of lard for me. And uh, that they had rendered themselves. Um, wow. So wow. the lard that you want, just FYI for those little those little nerds out there interested in baking, <laughs> the lard you want for pies and for desserts is actually, it's called leaf lard, L-E-A-F, leaf lard. And this is the lard that is found surrounding the kidneys of the pig so it's deep in their abdominal cavity it's not the lard that's under the skin and apparently this that part of the lard that that fat is going to have the least porky taste so So, oh it's more like a suet maybe then yeah no because that's i've i have used lard in pie crust and i love the texture but that's what i've come back with is that it's got a little porky taste to it and I of course uh-huh. don't call, phone up my no- local butcher and have them special <laughs> set aside lard for me I just get what's in the in the grocery uh-huh. store yeah. but as we'll discuss a little later for a savory pie there's no problem with a little bit of a porky flavor mm-hmm. exactly and mm-hmm. I mean honestly a lot of even some of the sweet pies like there's there's actual recipes that decide to embrace this and call for like bacon in the apple pie. Mm-hmm. Um nice. and so so that that can go as well. I also thought that might also help though using a half and half ratio to have just in case there was a bit of a porky flavor, add some butter in there too, make it extra. So when in doubt cut the pork a little. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided to do that. I also had fun experimenting with a, I I made the same crust recipe. I followed the same recipe that I did before, but I did substitute. So I made the change in it. So we'll see how it ends up turning out. The, The crust recipe that I follow is from the Smitten Kitchen. Mm. And this is a fantastic blog. She's got cookbooks out there too. I always find her recipes to be very reliable. And so that is the recipe that I chose to make. And a couple of years ago, she apparently, she decided to revisit her original pie crust recipe. And so she went into more research in how to go about doing her pie crust. So that's the recipe that I chose to follow, except I substituted half lard and half butter. And... I totally forgot one of the steps and I realized it long after I could have gone back to complete it. And then I decided, oh, well, I'm sure it'll still be delicious. (laughs) (laughs) So I was supposed to, she, this particular recipe, you end up with a very flaky crust. It's not like a, some pie crusts have more of almost like a shortbread sort of a texture. Mm -hmm. Um, They're delicious, but they have that really really fine, fine, crumb, buttery, shortbread type texture. This one is more flaky, almost sometimes approaching like a puff pastry with mm. that the sort of layers that you get with that. But that's where I, that's where I went wrong this time because one of the steps uh, that you're supposed to do when you're rolling it out is you're supposed to roll it out initially and then you fold it up so that you oh, you add yeah, more yeah. layers in and then Got you it. roll it out again from that yep. point where you folded it. And I totally forgot the folding step and just went straight to straight to full on rolling. I also decided so I used I used that crust recipe because that's the I used it last Thanksgiving and it turned out really well. I also decided to make a variation of her apple pie 
recipe because mm-hmm. I got it in my head that I wanted a crayon apple pie. Sarah was talking about cranberries in pie, and I was yes. like, I'd like to see. I, so first I tried to look and see if I could find a cranberry pie, just a full-on cranberry pie recipe. None of those that I, I, I looked all over, and none of them really grabbed me. They didn't. They just, none of them grabbed me. So I decided, I found one that sounded okay, but it sounded too sweet. I might, no, huh. I might be regretting my, my choice, but anyway, I decided <laughs> I'm just going to go with the, I'm just going to add the amount of cranberries I want and substitute that amount of cranberries for apples in the pie and stick with the rest. So the Smitten Kitchen's Even More Perfect Apple Pie, that is the name of the recipe, calls for Four and a quarter to four and a half pounds of apple per pie. It is a massive amount of apple. It's huge amounts of apple. It just mounds up super tall. It's beautiful. So I decided I was just going to take out a half a pound of apple and put in half a pound of whole fresh cranberries. Because this is the time of year when you can actually get cranberries in the produce department. So that's what I did. I did not up the sugar. When I was talking with my mom, we were looking at it, and she was like, ooh, yeah, I forgot we were thinking about sugar as well. And so she's like, it might be really tart. So <laughs> we were we were thinking we might. She was like, I had meant to say that maybe we want to add in a quarter cup of sugar, but too late now. So instead... <laughs> <laughs> instead we we all like uh we all love cranberry stuff in, in my family so we're gonna eat this tonight and i figure well I, we're, i'm gonna serve it with some whipped cream and the mm. whipped cream is gonna help cut the acidity already on its own and if it's really tart when i'm tasting it here in a moment i figure i'll just make the whipped cream a little sweeter than i would normally yeah, and yeah plan. just balance it right out it'll be yep. it'll be fine you could even like garnish with extra sugar too if you want. That's true. I could I could sprinkle If you need to. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. So it turned out gorgeous. It looks beautiful for what it's worth. Yeah. It is amazing so, looking. It's so pretty. A so. dusting of powdered sugar would definitely, you know, you know, yeah, add you're, right. you're right. Festivity and give it a little kick of sweet too. But that now you gotta try it. Not a terrible idea at all. So that is the pie that I chose to make. I made it a lattice pie because yeah. I thought that would be fun, but that also sounded like a fair bit of work. So I just I made the fat lattice where you make extra wide, <laughs> extra <laughs> wide lats. I don't know what do you call a extra wide slats strips. strips? The strips of dough they're yeah, extra sure. wide. So you're not you're not <laughs> weaving lots of them. There's just it's just a three by three deal. And it looks amazing, though. Better. It looks beautiful and it looks impressive, but yep. it's minimal effort to actually uh, do that type of a that type of a lattice top. So, ladies, tell me about the pies that you chose to make because I want to taste my pies. So I'm going to let you guys <laughs> talk for a bit. Tell me about your pie. Actually, hang on. Let me taste this. I'm going to give yeah. you the, the report. Was this incredibly I tart? I really want to know. Um, <laughs> I hope it's so delicious. I haven't I tasted it, it yet. Look. It's so pretty, though. Oh, my gosh. And cranberries make it such a pretty color, too. Mm-hmm. The, like, deep, rich red color of mm-hmm. everything. I just, mm. Cranberries are amazing. You're not puckering. I'm not. This is This is fantastic. Oh I, yes. I don't, the whipped cream does not need to be extra sweet. It is it is a tart pie. My family though, this is great. We awesome. love our lemon bars and mm-hmm. the tart desserts are fantastic. This is gonna go over wow, super well tonight. So um, when I when I bring this out. Tonight Success. I'm having supper with my mom, my aunt, and my granny. Um Aww. and I was like, I'm bringing the pie. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I will. I might. I don't. We might not even add any sugar to the whipped cream. We might just go with whipped cream topping, or maybe a, just a little sugar. But it does not need to be extra sweet sugar by any or extra sweet cream by any means. I am so glad that you did this experiment because I'm going to have to follow in your footsteps. Oh, um, 
we took a vote in the family as to what pies, plural, we should make for this. And my oldest child wanted very much to do strawberry rhubarb pie. And I said, we can't. You can't get rhubarb for love or money this time of year. But, you know, craving that super tart pie. But it sounds like the crayon apple pie would be a nice sort of like similar flavor palette. Yeah. I highly recommend. And I agree. It's actually a similar similar level of tartness, I think. Mm. A good rhubarb pie and this cranberry pie. Mm. Mm -hmm. Love rhubarb. Sarah, have you tried yours yet? I have not. Tell us about your pie, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Gotta go. Okay. Okay. So what I find really funny is I've never made a real pie crust because I definitely grew up in a family that did store-bought pie crust with the super easy pumpkin pies, and I was fine with that. Or we just bought the pies straight up and just ate them that way. So Mm -hmm. um, my favorite pie of all time, I will have to say, is shoe fly pie. I can no longer eat it because literally everything in it would kill me. However, it's molasses (laughs) and flour and sugar and cinnamon. In like oh. this delectable, gooey, molassesy sweetness from Amish country in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Wow. The best pie of my entire life, hands down. My, my parents go to Pennsylvania and pick up like like a trunk full of these pies and keep them in their freezer all year. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> this is how we do life. And we have these pies for all of our birthdays. So can I can I just go dark for a second? We can cut this, but I just I have to share this with you. I just had a mental image of me like standing over your gravesite, like weeping with a bouquet of flowers, but on your headstone it says, She shouldn't have eaten that pie. <laughs> <laughs> dot dot dot. But it was so good. But it was so it was hashtag worth it. You would have a hashtag on your headstone. I would. Oh man, it is the best. So if you ever get a chance to eat shoe fly pie, uh do it because you will not be disappointed. But that was a tangent. I find it really funny that, that my pie crusts are nothing like normal quote unquote pie crusts, and yet I still have problems making it. Oh, so wow. <laughs> I just, I can't escape it. So with, with all of my intolerances, it's really like baking is one of the hardest things because substituting things in baking gets really challenging because each thing has a scientific, you know, there's, a, there's mm-hmm. science that it's is chemistry, in baking. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So if you start swapping stuff out, it gets really weird. The good thing is that there's a ton of paleo and vegan pie recipes out there for people who have intolerances, who can't do gluten or dairy or eggs even. There's okay. there's a slew of really great recipes. There isn't any like one blog that I follow. I typically look at several and see which one is easiest for me to, to manipulate. Mm-hmm. But there's so many options for paleo pies that are actually really, really good. So usually they use almond flour, coconut flour for the pie crust. I can't do anything coconut, which is what makes it really complicated. And so I normally swap in flax in my crusts. And I actually really like the flavor of flax in a crust. It gives it a nice nutty mm-hmm. flavor, yeah. especially with mm-hmm. a vegetable, like a butternut or mm-hmm. a sweet potato pie. It's, it actually is a really nice flavor. The problem is the consistency. I haven't perfected it yet. It's always too goopy and doesn't like stick. So maybe one of these days I'll get a nice like thick crust that actually sticks to the side of the pan that my crust on this one today is mostly on the bottom, but mm. I think it tastes good. <laughs> So, so my crust ended up being almond meal, flax meal, honey, salt, and olive oil. And this is the first time I've done any baking with olive oil. The last time I made pies, I was still eating coconut stuff. So this time around, it was olive oil and everything. So I, it'll be interesting to see how that I, works. As, mu- as much dread as you're feeling right now, if you are, I just have to say... I so admire and appreciate like your enthusiasm about this because I would be ticked off with a capital P if I couldn't eat pie the way that I can make it and eat it now. So I'm just, I'm so, I just love you so much and I'm so happy. Love finds a way that you do this. Yeah, it's true. I love food. And I love, so one of the saving graces is probably that one of my favorite things about food in general is just like throwing random things together and seeing what happens. Like (laughs) a potion. You make potions, not meals. That's my life now. Any Uh recipe, I'm like, oh, I need to change this around. Let's see what happens. So it's actually kind of fun to figure all these things out. And it's helpful for other people too, because it it can be very depressing to be like, I don't, I literally can't make anything because none of these recipes work. And I'm terrible at following recipes anyway. Yeah. So. so, Sarah, let me ask you a question. You said the crust, it fell down. So did you did you blind bake this? You, like, 
You baked what your does crust. That mean? Did you bake <laughs> your crust first and then add filling to it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Blind bake is just a fancy way to say pre-bake. Can we say yeah. pre-bake? No, we're using technical <laughs> terms. Pie parlor. I blind baked it. I followed yes. the recipe and that's what it said to do. The the problem is that it it, it isn't thick enough to like stick yeah. to the sides of the pan. Yeah. Oh. No, no. The other the, what I was thinking though is that I was noticing in one of the recipes that I looked at that they gave a method for for blind baking or pre-baking the crust <laughs> where they you like put the crust into the pan and then you put foil in there and then you fill it with like sugar or salt. Oh yeah. I think I've seen that. It will hold it up against the wall so that the crust doesn't slump while yeah. it's Yeah. Apparently uh-huh. they actually sell pie weights for this yeah. purpose. I don't have yes. them because I don't believe in exactly. gadgetry, but so, uh, <laughs> do that or rice. Gadgets. Yeah. I think they were thinking that like salt or sugar might conduct the heat. Maybe because mm. uh, anyway, who knows? But you yeah. might look into something like that That's the next true. time you're doing it to basically help it keep Stay its up. upright shape until it's baked, and then uh, yeah. then you just lift it out and proceed. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good that's a good point. I do remember reading about that before. I'll have to try that next time, especially if this tastes good. Yeah. Taste so tell is, us more. What what did you thing? fill it with? Filling. <laughs> oh, my other thing though about the the crust, I this was the first time I oiled a pie pan with olive oil. And mm-hmm. it like when you put butter in, butter is nice and sticky and it just stays where you put it. And olive oil mm-hmm. does not. And I used yeah. way too much. Mm-hmm. So that was another problem. I, there was just way too much oil in my pie okay. pan. So sure. I Lots of things to not do next time. <laughs> so I filled it with Japanese sweet potatoes. Mm. They're one of my favorite foods. They're the ones, these are the ones with purple skin. I really like the ones with, that are purple skin and purple on the inside too. Those are amazing. But these are just the purple skin, white on the inside, and they're they're really sweet on their own. So I figured that they would work really well on a pie. I wouldn't have to sweeten it too much and have hopefully have a lot of flavor too. And they needed to be eaten. We've had, I, I've been over buying potatoes because they're one of my favorite things. <laughs> so I baked the sweet potatoes and then I threw them all in my food processor and processed them until they were nice and like mushy, banana-y consistency. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> and then I put in eggs, almond milk, honey, vanilla, and olive oil, mixed it all together, and then baked it for a really long time. I wasn't sure that it was all going to fit in my pie pan because the crust uh-huh. looked like it took up so much room, but it all fit. I was really happy. <laughs> Excellent. And it smells amazing. Okay, That's taste it and tell I'm me, and then it. I'm going to tell you a little story while you're look eating how it. Much, look how much crust is on there. That's beautiful. Ooh. Oh, love it. It's good. Yes! <laughs> yes! Okay, I have to tell you this story. Mm-hmm. So you you talked about these Japanese sweet potatoes, and you had a picture of them, and they do. They look just like they they are clearly the Japanese sweet potatoes that I am familiar with from when I lived in Japan. And in Japan, there is there is a a profession of selling roasted sweet potatoes out of a cart, mm. and these and it seems like they're usually older men who do this and they just like have this it's like a wheelbarrow type cart and it has the roaster like built right onto it and they just sort of pick up the ends of it and trundle it around the neighborhoods and business districts and you can buy a sweet potato and it's ready to go like you don't have to roast it yourself which is helpful because in Japan they don't really have large ovens in their houses so it's helpful to have somebody else that can cook this roast the sweet potato for you but it's just ready to go but the way you know that the sweet potato man is coming is because he has this sort of a song that he sings or that usually is played over a you know little pa system and it's it's the so sweet potatoes roasted sweet potatoes are yaki emo so roasted yaki emo potato so it goes Yakimo, 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 
anyway, it just goes on and on. And you're like, you're in the, you're inside of you. Suddenly you're like, the Yucky Mo Man. It's like the ice cream truck. It's the ice cream truck all over again. Instead of like that super annoying exactly i'm sure they have the same uh feelings towards that song that i do towards the ice cream truck but anyway i found it magical to to see these old wooden carts being just trundled through the neighborhoods on a winter night you hear that yakimo song and you're like oh I'm going to get me a sweet potato. <laughs> yes, we need uh, that here. So. Here's here's a parenting tip. This is totally off topic, but hearing the ice cream <laughs> truck Let's thing. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So kids, I would say up to about the age of four or five, you can tell them that it's a music truck. <laughs> and that isn't it wonderful that they just come through the neighborhoods and play free music for everybody <laughs> we loved it oh, man. <laughs> am i a bad mother <laughs> no you're the be- you're resourceful you're the best kind of mother <laughs> rather man. well rather than making wow. them you know like bitter about something that they couldn't have because I'm not buying ice cream from the ice cream truck I wanted to make them grateful for the gift that was given to them which was free Uh music in Uh abundance (laughs) yeah that's that's amazing so back to my pie yeah (laughs) give us a little bit more about your pie so it kind of tastes like a sweet potato muffin because there's mm. there's so much crust and the crust is yeah. not like buttery flaky crust at all, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. It's more of a um crumbly, like I don't know, it's almost bready kind of crust because it's almond yeah. flax, uh-huh. but it tastes like a sweet potato muffin and it's okay. really sweet because I put honey that. in it. It's it's really good, guys. I think my husband's okay. gonna like it too. Nice. I know when things are good when I get the husband stamp of approval because he can eat anything. So when he likes the food Uh that only I can eat, Uh (laughs) then I know it's really good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Excellent. That sounds it sounds like it's worth tweaking it further since it's this good like this. You could keep Mm -hmm. playing around with this with this crust option and really perfect that. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, yeah, Sarah, if you're done, I'm going to go next because I know Rachel that you have several pies and I want (laughs) to make sure that you have airtime for all of them. (laughs) Yeah. I have more pie eaters in my, in my house than Uh you guys do. So I had some, some room to play here. So yeah, go ahead, Brie. So I am, I really don't have the tools for just a traditional pastry like pie crust mm-hmm. is actually just as well because when it comes to pie crust i don't prefer the the like the pastry shell uh-huh. version i am uh-huh. much more of a like a, a graham cracker crust sort of person it's easier that way i just so happen to have gotten a food processor in the last week and a half so I thought, hey, this would be a perfect opportunity to use that to make a crumb crust pie. And so That's right. Yeah. So the other thing though is like the graham cracker crust, like she's tired. Like that's it's just I wanted to do something that was a little more special, more unique. Okay. Um, so I went to the internet to Google like different types of crumb crusts like different items that you could use so you saw things like oreo wafers cereal like lucky charms ritz crackers saltine crackers stuff like that uh different kinds of cookies but then i i found a crumb crust that was so intriguing that's what i decided to go with what i made was a milk chocolate tart with a pretzel crust. Oh, what? Yes. That yeah. sounds amazing. You can so do that, guys. So delicious. I found this recipe at truffleandtrends.com. There's a variety of, of recipes out there. Food and Wine Magazine has one. 
for this milk chocolate tart. But let me just tell you, it is it is the easiest thing in the world to make before it like without it being a no bake item. Yeah. You do. You have to bake the crust a little bit to get it to sort okay. of firm up. But let okay. me tell you, it's it was the easiest thing for me to make. It uh-huh. took me prep time was probably 10 minutes tops and it took the the bake time was 10 minutes and of course there was an overnight chilling that had to happen of the finished product but this is basically it okay you got your little food processor you generate basically about a cup and a half of pretzel crumbs i use the mini pretzels i'm sure you could use pretzel sticks but i'm guessing the smaller that you start with the better you can customize the coarseness to your liking the recipe that i used said you could pulse the pretzels for like four or five times i was not satisfied with that coarseness so i let it go for a little longer Mm -hmm. Uh, once that happened i took about a stick and a quarter of salted butter melted it put it in the one and a half cups of pretzel crumbs and a quarter cup of powdered sugar and i mixed it all together Honestly, guys, like I threw that in the oven for 10 minutes at 350 degrees. And if I had just mm-hmm. stopped there, it would have been fine. Like I, I <laughs> would have been great. Uh-huh. Crust is amazing. And my apartment still to this day smells like a giant buttery pretzel. Like I um it's so good. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I mean, we gotta take these things a little step further. So Basically, what you make for the filling, it's basically a chocolate ganache. And depending on your preferences in terms of like a bitterness or flavoring or what have you, like you can customize this any way that you want to. Um, But the basic recipe is like 12 ounces of chocolate. So most I think most bags of chocolate chips come in 12 ounce packages. So I, I picked up some some good chocolate chips from the grocery store and what is it? Three quarters of a cup of heavy cream. Basically what you do is you put the chocolate chips in a bowl. You heat the, the cream up to just as it's bubbling. You pour it over the chocolate chips. You sort of let it come to temperature. And then after about five minutes, you just stir it. You add a pinch of salt and a shot of vanilla extract, which I realized after I had poured the filling into the pie pan that I forgot to add the salt and the vanilla. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that was really a game changer or not, because I had a piece for breakfast. It was really delicious. <laughs> but like, if you like dark chocolate with orange extract or white Ooh. chocolate with mint, act- I, I, there's so many different ways that you could probably customize this thing. So I assembled all of it together. And the thing about the thing about mini pretzel twists is it's like this built-in like decoration. Mm-hmm. So I'll post pictures <laughs> of this um, after this episode is posted. But basically all I did was I I covered the the top of the tart with pretzels and it's just got this nice like lacy flowery design all over it. Fridged it overnight. It was it was great to eat this morning for breakfast. I think the only thing <laughs> I did not have a tart pan. Um, mm. Nine inch cake, a cake mm-hmm. pan. However, mm-hmm. word to the wise, I don't know if it's it's the knife that I used or if I needed to let it come up to temperature a little bit after I took it out of the fridge. That Getting that first piece out of the round there was really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ceases to look all that beautiful once you get the slice out. But nevertheless, it is delicious and it is decadent and if you decide that this is a recipe that you would like to try you could probably like you could probably bring this to a thanksgiving dinner with 50 people which i would not recommend right now because you know we're in the (laughs) middle of the pandemic but you could probably you could probably feed most if not all of those people on a nine inch it is that it's just like it's a pretzel crust with a hunk of fudge on top of it (laughs) you got smiling out of this dessert when you bring it Uh like it's not a standard like slice of pie that's like you know three inches at its widest point like no you're gonna be done after a bite of that so it is so good 
I'm so just gonna good. say you're not gonna be done after a bite. You're gonna want a couple, of, at least a, at least a few bites of this because I mean nobody's ever gonna eat just one bite of pie. So like do like a like when you say that <laughs> when you're at a birthday party and you're like oh just give me like a just give oh, me a little sliver. slice of the cake uh-huh. like I feel like uh-huh. I through it. It's like no. Uh-huh. That's not what you want, but like for this, you're gonna want a skinny slice of this because yeah. it is yeah. heavy. Yeah, so good. Brie, so I good. love a pretzel crust. I'm mm. glad you made this. I love how like the salt that's in the pretzel crust, how that mm. usually plays so well. I don't mm-hmm. think I've actually had a pretzel crust in a tart before, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah, the one like the classic pretzel sort of crust that i've had that i adore is the you know the jello dessert yes with strawberry pretzel salad oh love that one too Mm -hmm. but this this tart that you're describing sounds just it sounds beautiful sounds like it looks really impressive and is easy to whip up possibly from ingredients that you just have on hand with you know if you're like me and prefer cream in your coffee then you're good to go so you've got that in your refrigerator already yeah that that sounds like a, a beautiful one and maybe tarts are your thing and so maybe you do want to think about getting an actual tart pan just for the presentation aspect of it yeah, yeah. i keep thinking of all of the all of the different things you could do with it. My my brother loves peanut butter pretzels, like putting some oh. peanut butter in that or peanut yeah. butter in the crust. Or like, could you even layer something? I Maybe. was thinking about doing a layer of caramel. Yeah, I was but... going to say caramel on top of it yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. There's room to play here. Oh, yeah. yeah. So many things. If it's, uh, you know, a fudgy consistency, if I'm making peanut butter fudge, I just fold in some peanut butter mm-hmm. right at the end. Yep, you know, and yep. it makes these really swirly layers. Mm-hmm. Or ha- hazelnut, mm-hmm. Nutella, oh, Nutella. Oh. <laughs> so good. So many options. So many options. So, so many options. Bree, did Matt taste your tart yet? Uh, he did. Like, oh, he did. He loved it. Okay, excellent, <laughs> excellent. I'm glad. Rachel. It brings us to you. You Bring have a family, and they—it sounds like you <laughs> wanted to, you know, engage engage their enthusiasm in this. So I, I hear you actually got some input from the kids as to what pies you would be making. Yes, we took a vote, and I, let's see here. I mixed the strawberry rhubarb. Uh huh. I thought about apple, but you were making apple. But then I remembered I had these giant butternut squashes on my counter and I looked up, turns out butternut squash makes a perfect pumpkin pie. So mm-hmm. we made pumpkin pie with butternut. We also, I have one child who loves dessert, but hates pie. I don't get it either. <laughs> but she suggested, could we do an ice cream pie? And mm. I thought, oh, why not? Exactly. And then yes. so we ended up doing four pies. I'm going to start with the ice cream pie <laughs> mm. because it's all gone. I had to eat it. It was melting. Um, it was delicious. <laughs> Which one suggested this one? This was the little one, Emma. That's my girl. Yep. <laughs> so I did a crust, uh, Oreo crumb crust. That was basically just Oreos and butter. And I don't have a food processor. I don't do a whole lot of gadgets in my kitchen. So I had a cookie sheet and a rolling pin. Yes. And so we made some Oreo crumbs, put butter, squished it in. And then while the pie crust was setting in the freezer, I let my cookies and cream ice cream begin softening on the counter and then put in a layer of cookies and cream, a layer of Oreo, mm. let it set. And then rinse and repeat. So we have two layers of cookies and cream, ice cream in between, essentially three layers of Oreo. It's simple. Triple decker. Yes. So good. And it was it was super easy to put together. And I think it'll make a very nice special dessert for someone who doesn't like pie. Yeah. And Mm. she's ice cream birthday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And way easier than an ice cream cake. I yeah. just got to say. Oh. So, okay. um, yeah, ice cream pie for the win. Apparently, you can add all sorts of interesting 
layers in between your layers of ice cream. But oh, I yeah. thought, you know, let's keep it simple. Cookies and cream. Candy um, cane crumbles. Yes. Oh, that would be good. Yes. Christmas pie. <laughs> yeah. And you could use mint chocolate chip for your ice yes. cream. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. 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 Then for our butternut pumpkin pie, which I highly recommend because there's way more meat on a butternut squash than there is on the same size pumpkin. And mm-hmm. I, I do sometimes make my pumpkin pie from a can. And it, honestly, it tastes just about the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but because I had the squash, I decided to do it just like my grandma taught me. Cut, cut it in half, pull out the seeds, flip them cut side down onto okay. a pa- baking pan with you know about a half inch of water in it and mm-hmm. then roast for th- at 350 for about an hour until you can stick a fork in it let it cool do not skip this step let it cool mm-hmm. um <laughs> then scrape you will burn the- everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> scrape the squash out of the skins and then although i don't have a lot of gadgets i have a hand crank foley mill that I love, which is great for taking out, you know, the course, making sure there's no strings or anything in your your pie filling. So I took, I I usually take the extra step of milling the, again, just like my grandma taught me. Uh Then add eggs, evaporated milk, a bunch of those pumpkin pie spices that some of y'all like in your lattes this time of year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Some sugar. And mix it all up and put it in my all butter pie crust. I did all butter for the for the squash pie and stick it in the oven. Now I did two pies and one of them I tried blind baking. Uh-huh. But I didn't do it with weights and it started to <laughs> sink after about uh-huh. uh, five minutes. So I said five minutes of blind baking. That's that's probably perfect, right? And <laughs> so then I put the filling in and put it back in. That pie is going home with a neighbor. So I actually can't tell you oh, okay. um, yeah. what whether it, it was worth that extra step. But it looked nice. So I'm going to hope so. But here I'm going to take a bite of my pie that was not blind baked. And I don't need a real crunchy crust. So I'm fine with a little bit of goopy crust on the bottom. I think uh-huh. that. I, I, I mean, that. it's like same. cookie dough. Mm-hmm. No exactly. Yes. Um, yeah, I for- like the variety of textures that you get. Some mm-hmm. crust a little softer, some a little crunchier. I like it yep. all. Oh, yep. you guys, I got to tell you, I think butternut squash is going to be my go-to, go-to pumpkin pie really? cheese. It's really it's so good. good. So it's mm-hmm. it's straight butternut squash. There's no pumpkin in it. It's just no it's pumpkin. pumpkin. Okay. Yeah. But here's here's a little known fact. The pumpkin that you get in the can, that is a broad category. They're allowed to use many different mm-hmm. squashes. Winter squashes. Okay. To, to make it pumpkin. We yeah. all we call it pumpkin as if it's all those big round orange, orange globes. But it apparently you can there's a number of different squashes that are able to be in that category and used um yeah, interesting. With that name. one thing you should not use in a pumpkin pie is a jack-o'-lantern pumpkin no those things are grown for their size and their firmness not their flavor if you're gonna be- buy a pumpkin to bake a pie with make sure it's one of the smaller a deeper orange pie pumpkin mm-hmm. uh, they look nothing like a jack-o'-lantern I've learned that too. Or just get a butternut squash, it sounds <laughs> like. That's right, yeah. I, or cannot um, tell the difference. And it's just tip, really good. If you hate baking butternut squash, if you're one of those people, I've done it several times and I refuse to anymore. It's just pain. And I commend you, Rachel, for baking yours. We're around this time of year, of most grocery stores will have bags of cut butternut squash already mm. that's still fresh. Mm. I wouldn't I don't think I'd use the frozen for butternut pie. I don't, it probably doesn't taste as good, but it, you might be able to find fresh cut butternut squash that might be easier to use if you don't want to take the time to actually bake the full big one yeah good options here so before we move on to the last two pies just a couple of notes on the crust yeah Uh, i am still mastering pie crust i think this will be one of those lifelong journeys for me it's better this year than it was last year so for me what was a real game changer in my relationship with pie crust was to cut the butter 
it, dice it real small, and then stick it in the freezer. Just leave it on the cutting board, stick it in the freezer until you're ready to put it in. Like, just mm-hmm. it's basic science with pie crust. Keep everything cold for as long yeah. as possible. Yep. Don't let it get warm. Don't it's warm, skimp put it back on, in the freezer. If the recipe says refrigerate at least two hours before rolling out, refrigerate at least two hours before rolling out. You want this <laughs> thing to be cold <laughs> until... <laughs> until it goes in the oven and that that really seems key in that that flaky crust i love the flavor of butter i do um prefer the texture of lard and so that's why for these last two pies i went the Aaron root i used the non-specialty uh porky lard but mixed it with half butter uh-huh. i also these are savory pies you guys okay meat pies and this was i wanted to do meat pies for a couple of reasons one the meat pie is actually the older kind of pie. Ah. That pies have been part of the world since like ancient Greece, ancient Egypt. You know, this is, but for most of the history up until about the 1500s, when sugar became readily available uh-huh. in the West, <laughs> that pies were a way to preserve meat. You bake it in a crust and it keeps longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was one and so made for this portable, you know, thing that would maybe not give you food poisoning quite as fast as if you just left it <laughs> sitting around your kitchen. And people didn't always eat the crust. Sometimes the crust was super thick. It was just meant to be like a Ziploc bag for meat, right? Oh, um, so they would open it up, they would eat what was inside, and then they would just, you know, toss it to the pigs or whatever. Okay. <laughs> so In honor of this, I wanted to do a savory pie. But also, you guys, we're going to have a lot of leftover turkey this year. So many of us are having small-scale Thanksgivings. And what are you going to do with that leftover turkey? Well, I, for one, am not a huge fan of turkey noodle soup. I need something better. So when I get sick of the turkey sandwiches, you know, turkey and Miracle Whip on white bread with potato chips, (laughs) after about day three, when I'm tired of that... (laughs) Then I need something else. So I thought, why not, if you're baking pies for Thanksgiving anyway, just make a couple extra crusts, chuck them in the fridge or the freezer, and pull them out with your turkey leftovers, and make yourself a meat pie. So I have two meat pies here. One is, and all both of them are made with crust that is half butter, half lard, with a dollop of bacon grease because why not (laughs) (laughs) but if we're gonna go for the savory flavor let's just Uh throw in the bacon grease and make it that's what i'm talking about (laughs) so one of them is a and i used chicken because i thought you know it's similar to turkey i don't my turkey's in the freezer still one of them is a chicken broccoli cheese pot pie and both, in both cases, I made the filling up on the stove ahead of time so mm-hmm. that all I had to do was brown the crust afterwards. Okay. This is quite good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't it's normally hot. think of broccoli being in pie unless it's like quiche, but uh-huh. this, is, this, this works. is very tasty. It works. And then the other one isn't actually a pot pie. It is a pasty. Yes, I was wondering oh. if it was going to be a pasty. <laughs> Yes, pasties are these handheld, basically turnovers. A neighbor of mine who walked in after I'd finished baking these said they look like empanadas, but they're really popular in the UP, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. The other place I had them was when I was a kid in Papua New Guinea, where they served them at my school cafeteria. And Uh so I mean, this this pasty meat pie just it sort of seems to transcend a lot of cultural cultural. boundaries so but this is my first time making them i think if i made them before i blocked it from my memory because it must not have turned out well (laughs) but these ones have a chicken carrot and potato Ooh, Mm. sounds amazing seriously good oh my goodness really delicious yeah it's just stew and a flaky crust well i cut it in half it's a triangle I am loving the crust, especially you guys. That butter, lard, bacon grease, if you're doing a pot pie, do it. You will never regret it. Let me let me just say, my mom makes like one of my one of my lifetime favorite dishes is my mom's chicken pot pie. Mm. And 
we we have have had it so so many times through the years. But the recipe that she used, which was I'm sure just Betty Crocker's from back in the day, for the crust for the pot pie, the little extra special ingredient in that is some celery seed Ooh, that's oh. added, and then it gets distributed throughout the whole crust, mm-hmm. and. It's not a lot of celery seed, but with a savory pie, it adds like an extra little surprise. I was taste. so tempted. I, as I was putting my crust together, I looked in the pantry and I saw I still had some of the herbs de Provence that you had Ooh, made me buy for uh-huh. the spaghetti squash casserole. And I thought, <laughs> oh, how so good bad. would this be if I mix this into the crust? But then I thought, yes. I have kids. That's a bad idea. And <laughs> so I didn't, but I might do it yeah. in the future. The other yes. thing I did for the savory pies, which were closed pies as opposed to the pumpkin mm-hmm. pie, mm-hmm. was I did take the time to add an egg wash before baking You're that I just crazy. took a whole egg and a dollop of heavy whipping cream. I know there's about a dozen different variations on egg washes that you can do, but that was the one I used. And it just gives it a nice sort of golden glazed look to it that is proper legit yeah does it add to the flavor no but it looks pretty hey so. you eat with your eyes first that's right mm-hmm. so nice. so that was my adventures in pie i have done nothing else today but <laughs> i'm happy to say the kitchen is now closed once i get it cleaned up i've got my Supper and dessert ready to go for the whole family. And we well, will it be sounds like full we can eat a couple of lard days cooking. and very happy yeah. at the end of the day. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, I have to share a co- one more one more life hack. This comes from my mom, yeah. Deborah, who sort of discovered this, I think, when she ran out of plastic wrap at one point and just was the best way to roll out pie. Pido cereal liners. Oh, Erin, you look surprised. You <laughs> like the bag inside the cereal? Yeah, bag? yeah, yeah. So you can't. You okay. save your cereal bags, dump them out really well. They should be clean because you just had food in there, right? And then just open them up, huh. and you get two rectangles of thick plastic. Roll out your pie dough. Also works for like donuts, anything you need to roll out. That you know, plastic wrap. It just sort of sticks to everything, but yeah, these yeah. plastic wrappers, they don't. And it's free, so mm-hmm. you know, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. works really huh. well. Requires my, much less flour. Yeah, my mom. Oh, which is so. That's how I learned how to roll out pie dough is from my mom. So hers similar, so not not plastic wrap, but wax paper, which yeah. mm-hmm. is really actually very similar to cereal cereal bags. Um, yep. The, the liners in the in the, the boxes. Right, the right sturdiness. They won't tear. Um, they won't you yep, know, get bent. Yep. Of and that's the only thing I ever use wax paper for, but I have it stuck in the top shelf in my kitchen for those rare times that I make pie. I pull it out. <laughs> and well, you know, it's, it's funny. You know, I don't have many gadgets in my kitchen. You know, why would I? have a food processor when I have a knife that I can chop things with. Although I'm still as a brief new food processor all the same. But there are certain gadgets related to pie making that you really can't there's it's no true. substitute for. I had to buy a new pastry blender this week because my old one fell apart last Christmas because oh. there's no other way to get the proper pie. Exactly. You have to have that pastry cutter. You mm-hmm. can't it's not I have tried using it where you use two knives. That is ridiculous. I've done a fork. Never does not do work. That. No. Uh, p- potato masher does not work. Uh-huh. Like there's just uh-huh. nothing else it does with this particular kitchen tool exactly. does. And it's worth One the purpose. eight bucks or whatever it yep. costs. Yep. So minimalist kitchen aside, I will always have a pastry. <laughs> <laughs> Brie and I are over here just shaking our heads. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love my food processor for right. making homemade almond butter. It's you can't make oh. it any other way. <laughs> oh, you're right. With a mortar and pestle, I think that would yes. be your alternative. Mm-hmm. But that's that's a lot of work, and then you've still got a large stone bowl sitting on your counter, so you might as well do the food processor in that case. I'm so. not ashamed to chop my vegetables in three seconds, guys. I'm just By not. I'm no shame. Do it. Let's do great. it. I have, it's I have better than not chopping see. vegetables and going to eat through the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> you are right. So yes, pastries are excellent, especially if you've got a smaller family and just want to, you know, have sort of single serving things. Otherwise mm -hmm. the pot pie with the turkey leftovers, mm -hmm. you know, just cook up those, mm -hmm. those turkey chunks with a bit of gravy and some vegetables, pop it in the pie crust. And you've got a, something that's really special, not just your run-of-the-mill leftovers. And I will say that I know pot pies go, they work really well straight from the freezer into the oven. So you can actually mm. make, so if you mm. are, if you are someone who enjoys that and want to make a batch of them, you don't have to cook them at all. Just make them all, make it all assemble with your raw pie, pie dough fill it, put your pie top on it, then put it in the freezer. It works well to go right into the into the oven from there. And I'm guessing that the pasties would work as well. Same, oh, sure. Why same not? Concept. I don't see yeah, why you, just, you need to cook them first. You take um, your triangles, fill it with the filling, mm -hmm. fold it over, use a fork to crimp yeah. the edges, and then yeah. sure, you could probably so, pre-freeze. Right. So if you're cooking for a whole family, you're probably not going to have any leftovers. So there's no need for that. But if you're like, boy, I've always wanted to try and make pasties for myself and you live alone, there's no reason to be like, well, that's going to make way too much. How will mm -hmm. I ever eat mm -hmm. all that much pie crust? I mean, you could, I'm, ever, all of us can eat a whole pie, I'm sure. But sometimes we have <laughs> few regrets when we make those sort of life choices. So this would allow you to spread that out over you know multiple weeks multiple months so that I pie, pie dough definitely goes from the freezer into the oven without difficulty i would just make like a whole thanksgiving day pie and put the turkey in with the stuffing and maybe some cranberry like in the pie and just make that because oh, why not that would be it so leftovers good. pie yeah yeah I mean, uh -huh. our turkey, our Thanksgiving leftovers, we didn't make soup. We made turkey casserole mm. and we would put in turkey and noodles and stuffing mm -hmm. into the casserole because okay. why not? And then put cranberry on top of it. That, that's probably, <laughs> I was, I've already during this episode, I was like, oh, I already have an idea for what we can do next year in November. But, you know, I think, I think at some point we're going to have to tackle what do you do with leftover turkey? I think and that's a great episode that idea. That would be a great one. But yeah, so stay <laughs> Next tuned. Year. 12 months from now, that's what you can expect to be listening to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this will give us all plenty of time to be thinking of what is what is our favorite way to use leftover turkey. There's, mm. there's a lot of room for playing there, I think. True. Uh, yeah. well, this, this has been a very successful pie day. <laughs> Happy Pie Fest, everyone. Happy Pie Fest. I We're really want to go singing pie one. day, pie day. Got to get down on pie day. Show us your pies. As you're making pies here in the next several weeks, post those pies in yep. in the in the lounge so that we can all ooh and ah over these beautiful pies that all of you ladies are producing. And don't be ashamed if nope. it's a store bought crust or if nope. you think it looks pie. ugly. Uh -huh. Someone's going to think it looks great. Exactly. Yes. And if you want to weigh in on whether all butter, all lard, all Crisco, all some yep. combination of the above, this is something we have not decided 100% yet what is the best way to do it, where you can get yep. the flavor and the flakiness. How do you do it? What's your magic? Bring in the flavor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> This has been an epic pie fest, ladies. Join our conversations in our Facebook group, the Lutheran Ladies Lounge on Facebook. And yes, please show us all your pie pictures and recipes because everyone needs more pie in their life right now. Yes. Also, you can find more recipes and all the rest of our episodes at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Team Crumb Crust. <laughs> and I'm Team Bacon Grease. <laughs> mm, love pie. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts.
Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. That's so much pie, you guys. It took that me must like- have been a gigantic squash. It was. I got two. Yeah. No, it was like this big and there was only like this much seeds in it. Oh, wow. And so I just <laughs> that is a bounteous squash. Because like pumpkins are mostly hollow, right? Yeah. So the same size pumpkin versus butternut squash, you're going to get a lot more squash out of the butternut. Wow. Yep. And now I know. It's delicious, though. Happy Pie Fest, guys. Yeah, I'm so excited. Happy Pie Fest. <laughs>